This is Good Riddance the Podcast. Oh man, um, this is episode 46, Good Riddance the Podcast. I am your boy, Ive, and I have nobody else to spin the mic to today. Um, because today we're switching it up just a tad little bit, man. It's um, just switch it up a little bit. And the reason we're switching it up is because right now I am solo. My boy Jay, have no idea what's going on with my mans today, man, but it's all good. Maybe he's caught up, uh, caught up in some things that I'll allow him to expound upon um, upon his return. During episode 47, but for right, for right now, man, um, before I dive into it, man, I think I said it already, but episode 46, Good Riddance the Podcast, we are here, we are um, not going anywhere, man, it's um, actually a good a good time to be a, a podcaster, a good time for a guy to be trying to break into media. Um, today, man, I don't even know, man, it's going to be one of our shorter podcasts for sure, but I kind of do want to dive into a couple things. And um, before I do that, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to the day one listeners. I want to say thank you to the people who are listening from episode 47 and on. I want to thank you to the people who chime in every other few episodes when they get a chance, because I know everybody has a hectic schedule, but it is what it is. There's a bunch of different ways to listen to podcasts, and I uh, thank you for allowing me to be somewhat in your rotation all the way in your rotation or um just a guy that you're gonna just drop in on every now and then just to see uh what fuck shit tends to come up but um it's been a lot of fuck shit and i kind of want to just just start off fast man i am extremely extremely torn i'm torn because there's a guy who deserves benefit of the doubt. There's a guy who um, warrants, quite frankly, benefit of the doubt because I think his whole career, I think everything that he stood for, I think everything that um, shit that would interest him just aligns in just good intentions, good um, faith, good everything, good judgment in everything. Um, so I do want to choose my words carefully when I uh, speak about him. And the him that I'm referring to is none other than Mr. Jay-Z, Hove, Sean Carter, whatever uh, you affectionately like to use. Um, most recently, very recently, late last week, Whenever that was, um, Jay-Z and his company, his sports uh, company, Rock Nation, struck a deal. I mean, when I read it, when I heard about it, everybody's saying partnership. But when people say partnership, I don't really even know what the fuck that even mean anymore. People throw that word around like it's just, you know, for play. Like like how niggas call shit classic you know, I, I just put a lot of um, a lot of weight in, in words. Um, I'm a brick proponent that um, more so than words having definitions, words have meaning and words alone carry their own context when they're used 
especially in certain ways. So Jay-Z struck a partnership, a deal, whatever you want to call it, uh, with the NFL, the National Football League. The reason why I'm torn is because The reason why I'm torn is because um, I think he does deserve the benefit of the doubt because I think everything, like I just previously said, has been just rooted in, like, upstanding uh, upstanding work, upstanding philanthropy, X, Y, Z. But the reason why it does somewhat leave a bad taste in my mouth is because there is currently a man that was ostracized from the league for his stances, right, for the protest that he created. Um, And let's not get it fucked up. Let's not get it misconstrued and throw in our own opinions and put words in people's mouths and X, Y, Z. The cause that Mr. Colin Kaepernick started to bring awareness to was for racial inequality, racial injustices, police brutality, um amongst a few other things. Um, Colin Kaepernick has done very little talking. So he's not reaffirming, reinforcing the things that he said, nor do I think he has to. Because I think his philanthropy, I think the smiles and the feelings that he put on these people, on these kids' faces, in these inner cities, in these underserved communities, in these misrepresented, underrepresented communities, I think that should be able to do all the talking for him. But in the in this climate that we're in, where everybody want to hear from somebody, everybody's trying to fight to talk to somebody, everybody's trying to um, just be in this in this climate where they get to break the news and to all that bullshit. It's kind of, it leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths because Colin Kaepernick has done so little talking. And any and every time we hear somebody speak about it, it's from Eric Reed, which is um, who's proven to be just a, a, an upstanding gentleman himself, who's proven to be serious about everything that's going on and just proven to be just an all around great, great friend um, or his wife, Nessa. But I think a lot of people want to hear from the man himself, and I feel like he should come out and speak whenever he's ready to speak. Um, But as long as those people that he's touching on a daily basis, as long as those people that he's in the trenches with feel um, a certain type of way, um, a certain type of good way, I feel like at the end of the day, like when the story blows over and the NFL finally wakes up and Jay-Z makes all the money that he's in it for or that he's going to make. I don't excuse me. I don't want to say he's in it for it, but that he's going to make. And um, you get what I'm saying? We're going to look back and, and and say, you know, that was um, just one of the great, great, great humans in our lifetime that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Like, um, I think he's going to be martyred that way. But but. To get back to why, what's going on here, the reason why I think this leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, myself included, is because it seems like Colin came in, figured something out, that figured out a peaceful protest that he can invoke that will bring awareness to certain causes, and 
he sacrificed basically his career for doing that. And here comes Jay-Z stepping on toes, throwing his weight around, just trying to overall not only not only uh make some money, but just but just like if 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 it feels like a PR stunt, if you will. And when I say that, I don't want to be like rude. I mean, I know he can I know he can do whatever he wanna do, but all I'm saying is that it just feels it just kind of feels disingenuous to it. Um I kinda wanna get into this little this little clip because I kinda wanna uh point out a few little things. I think Jay-Z in this interview or in his um in his uh press conference that he did with the NFL and Roger Goodell sitting by his side, I think a lot of things that he said um he misspoke about. I think wording was his wording was not great. I think his uh just the way he went about some of the things that he said, he should have reworded that better. One thing that he said is uh I don't want I don't want to misquote. He said where we, I think we've moved past kneeling, quote unquote. Nigga, who the fuck are you to tell people that are currently in the league kneeling that, oh, we moved past that? No, nigga, we ain't moved past that. For him to say, another thing that he said is, uh, we know the issue. So now what do we do after that? Well, a lot of people that are tied to Colin Kaepernick and to Eric Reed and to Nessa and to uh, Albert Wilson and to all these people who have been putting themselves into um, into the forefront of leading this charge have very great track records. And a lot of people have seen them in like that is the work. That is the work. It's the kneeling, but it's also combining the work with it. So I don't understand when you say, like, you you really got to miss me with the, so what do you do next? Kneeling is out? Come on, G. Kneeling's not out. There's, there's, there's currently people in the league still finding it very important to take a knee because they don't want to stand for a flag that stands for something like that. And then I want to address some of the other people that I've, spoken to on this matter that has drastically got on my fucking nerves and that's to the people who every time this conversation comes up automatically runs to the argument and tries to point out to me how Colin Kaepernick wasn't a good quarterback how his QBR was low how he couldn't throw the ball and how he couldn't this and how he had a good defense that's how he made the Super Bowl and how he my nigga shut the fuck up and I mean that in the most disrespectful way as I shut the fuck why are you telling me about that but then these same people have little to nothing to say about police brutality can't tell me anything that they think about uh, race relations and inequalities and injustices that's going around. Have no thoughts about a black man on camera being shot down in the middle of the street in cold blood. Like, you want to tell me about his QBR, my nigga? 
You trying to tell me about his touchdown to interception ratio, my nigga? Like, I, I, I really can't, like, fathom, I can't have the discussion. Like, like, my skin starts to boil when they start bringing that shit up to me. It could be a bum on the side of the road deciding to protest. Oh, because he don't got a house, because he, come on, my nigga. Hold up. media session yesterday take a listen i think we take it back i think that we we forget that collins whole thing was to bring attention to social injustice correct so uh in that in that case right this is a success right this is the the next thing right because there's two parts of protesting you go outside and you protest and then the company or the individual say i hear you we listen to our players we understood what our players were saying. And Jay, you sound like Roger Goodell. You sound like uh, the niggas that you're sitting in the room with. Come on. We created a platform which to help drive change in communities that Colin has raised and that other players have raised. And this is this is this partnership, in addition to the entertainment aspect and bringing football and music together going to help us make even greater change my fault all right so i want to bring in jason reed who's a senior it's 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 just it's just sad because i don't think that is super indicative of you know what hove is trying to do one thing that i think they should have did is lay the lay lay the lay the groundwork lay the plan Lay down the, show us the plan. Not just say there's a partnership going on. Not just do that. But tell us exactly, like exactly what 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 are we expecting to come out of this? Like how are we gonna how are we gonna see this come to fruition? But we love Jay, right? Man, I gotta go back and listen to the Black album. The Black Album is it. Nah, man, but Reasonable Doubt? Like, come on, bro. I feel like he sold them cultural capital. He gave them what they needed. Now, I hope, I mean, we got to we gotta wait. Give it some years, a couple years, to, or, or, you know, hopefully it didn't take that long, but we got to give it some time is all I'm trying to say. To see what exactly happens before we actually uh, uh, really, really, I guess, I don't want to say that. Bring the hammer down on Hove and say, yo, this is what's going on. Like, I, 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 I just don't get it. What about the argument that people have? Another thing I want to address, the argument that people have that Cap took a settlement. When Cap started that lawsuit, and this is all from what I read, this didn't he didn't start that lawsuit with the NFL. So he didn't, he was on his own, is what I'm trying to say. He didn't have no backing by the NFL and the the NFL uh players association and all that shit. It was him. It was him funding his own uh his own thoughts, his own movement. It was all him. So we know, or at least we should know, 
how expensive a lawsuit against a multi-billion dollar company should be. That shit will run you dry. I don't care how many millions you made from the NFL. The NFL, what you have in juxtaposed with what the NFL has and what the NFL is bringing in on a consistent basis is peanuts, my nigga. Let's keep that shit a whole fucking buck. Let's keep it a whole fucking buck. It's peanuts. So how do we know Cap didn't just uh, say, you know what? Damn, I can only keep this up for so long before I may before I have to tap out just entirely. Because I'm sure he got a mortgage to pay. I'm sure Cap sat there and said, maybe this whole lawsuit is to go get the money that I'm still owed. For me being ostracized from the league. Like, I'm still owed some money, so let me at least go get that. Let me at least go get that. Now, it's NDAs out on everybody, so it's all pure speculations. We'll never fucking know. So what? We'll never fucking know. If y'all want to talk to me about that shit, man, y'all could you just hit me up. Let's talk. Come on the show. I want to talk about it. I'm going to talk about this for a cool little minute. It's going to be in the back. And it, and it, but J, we give benefit of the doubt is due, though. Benefit of the doubt, I think, is due. Though it, the optics of it is bad, Jay-Z is a smart man. He didn't cross a billion dollars for no reason. He didn't do that shit by accident. He ain't slip, trip, and stumble and fall right into... No, he didn't. It was strategically planned, moved around very, very, you know... A lot of work ethic. A lot of it. A few months ago, we was singing the highest of praises with Jay-Z. So I'm not going to be the guy that's at the top of the roller coaster being like, yo, that's fucking dope. And then all of a sudden being like, nah, bro, you canceled. Nah, bro, I don't fuck with that. Especially when your whole past has been uh, just full of just upstanding shit. So I guess we'll wait. I tried to use my words as carefully as possible. I don't want to uh, excoriate anybody. I don't want to um, sit here and act like I don't want to sit here and act like uh, I know it all. I would have done it better. I could have done it better. I should have been. I will never do that. The man I was supposed to do it is supposed to do it. The man that's supposed to do it is currently doing it. Fuck, I just got a notification on my phone just now from ESPN. If you a real one, you knew what that notification was. You knew where it came from. Um, and I'll just read it. I won't talk too much about it. But it says, Ty Lue will join the Clippers to become... to become, Excuse me. Ty Lue will join the Clippers to become the top assistant coach for Doc Rivers' staff. That nigga about to pull up with all the fuck shit. This is what you got to do to Bron. This is what you got to do to Bron. Hey, hey, and real quick, I don't want to keep talking about this capture for too long because I, I, I just ranted about myself. It kind of felt good. If you want to talk to me about this, we can. Let's do it. Last season, 
and I'm not going to name no names. If they hear it, they'll know. Last season, um, it was a few teams that had quarterback issues. Like, they had a whole fucking quarterback carousel going around the track, right? So everybody was on edge because I think a lot of people felt and they were pretty sure about um, Cap Cap's name getting pulled for one of these jobs. Then... Um, over in D.C., Alex Smith gets a leg, a gruesome leg injury. He goes down. So we like, fuck, here goes Cap. It's, it's Cap time. Me personally, I'm like, it's Cap time. It's got to be. Then Colt McCoy steps up. Understandably so. He's already on the team. He's already on the team. So... You know, just out of sheer just um, hierarchy, he steps in. He gets hurt. They put somebody out there, but then they go out, fast forward a little bit, and they go and hire Mark fucking Sanchez. I was talking to a, a, a gentleman about this. He said that was way better than going to sign Colin Kaepernick because of the baggage. I'm like, huh? When this happened, they were on the brink of playoff contention. So you mean to tell me you got to bring somebody off, bring somebody in off the street anyway? You go and you call up Mark Sanchez. said Colt McCoy was a better option. Colt McCoy. And then he proceeded on this long love affair with Colt McCoy. (laughs) That's it. I'm not going to keep talking about it. I can't. One thing, this makes me sad, though, to be honest. But we got to wait. I'm curious to see how it all plans out. Very curious. One thing that made me happy, though, is um, after a long-ass nine-year delay, Little Brother dropped an album. If anybody knows me, I used to fuck with Little Brother heavy. Heavy. And I haven't, I've only, I've only gave the album that they just dropped a, a one-time smooth Passover. So I didn't really like get to get in my bag while I was listening to it. It was kind of like just on in the background while I had people around me talking and just bullshiving and shit like that. So I didn't really get to dive in it. So I'm not going to give no critiques or anything like that. Not that, you know, I give the fires critiques anyway. But I was liking what I was hearing. Bro, I was really liking what I was hearing. Them niggas looked like they was in a in, in a whole nother zone. Them niggas sounded like them, they sounded good. It sounded good. I'll um I'll keep listening. I want to keep listening to see what you know what the hiatus does to you, what age and maturity and uh, just life shit does to your music over a certain course of time. It's uh 
it's something that I super, super, super enjoy. And if anybody knows me, knows my background, knows what the, you know, how I give it up, I'll, um, I'll be follow, I'll be following along. It's important. Um, what else I got here? I'm gonna have my man, um, my man Nate dive in with me in a minute, man. We're gonna, I kind of want to, I kind of want to run through some politics shit, man. Um, more, um, politics, but more specifically, um, this, this dude, man, this clown dude, Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. Um, I've heard some wild takes. Um, I kind of want to get another take because this man, his political, um, ideologies, his political views are, um, pretty similar to mine. Um, a lot similar to mine, I should say. Um, so I really respect his opinion. And, uh, you know, the reason why I listen to just people who I know has far right ideologies or just hot takes and wild shit to say is because I really don't want to... Um, I want to prevent myself from being in an echo chamber. If you're just stuck in a place where everybody's just yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's nice. I agree with that. I like that. I agree. I agree. I agree. You kind of just get this, you know, confirmation bias where you're just like around people who already think and act like you. And so now you get a, a different level of air about yourself that, you know, can be uh, that is false. And I, I don't want to do that. Like, I, I like to be able to try to see both sides, whether I agree with it or not. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, oh, back to Jay-Z real quick. I was listening to um, Marcus Spears. He was in, He's an ex-football player. He used to play for the Cowboys, um, most, you know, uh, most notably. He was on first take, and he basically said that, uh, which I agree with as well, which is why, like, I'm so torn because, like, you know, to a certain degree, like, I'm on the side where it's like, nah, Jay-Z, though, that's that's disingenuous. But then I'm on the side of Jay-Z where I'm like, I see what this can be, right? So that's why I, 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 I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to see. But what Marcus Spears said on uh, First Take ESPN is, and that was an ad. I'm not getting paid for that, um, is you're going to see pictures of MLK, of uh, Malcolm, with people who were completely on the opposite side of where they were, who were um, just overall quote-unquote, the enemy at that point in time. So you got to get a seat at the table if you are a black man, if you are uh, the, the, the oppressed in a scenario like this. You got to find a way to infiltrate the structure, the system that is in place. I 1,000% agree with that because one thing that I, uh, that I also subscribe to very, very heavy is if you are not at the table. You are most definitely on the menu. Which is why, like, I just love representation. When I see shit happen, um, 
one thing that I noticed, one thing that I like to see is people who look different, people who clearly come from different backgrounds, different worldviews. I want to see a white man standing there. I want to see a black man. I want to see a Hispanic man. I want to see Asian. You, you know what I mean? Especially we're here in the United States of America where it's such a melting pot. A lot of people flee from where they're from to come here to experience that because a lot of people outside of this country believe in the American dream. They just do. They just do. Now, whether you do or not, you're probably from America. So it don't really matter. These third world countries come from just, just have different ways of life. Right. People just come here just for the opportunity. They just want to be able to walk up to the free throw line and shoot their own fucking shot unimpeded by other people, unimpeded by uh, rules, regulations, government. And, you know, the U.S., you know, from what I see, from what I read, from what I learned from um People who aren't originally from here is that this is the best place to give them that opportunity to get the ball and shoot it from the free throw line with uh, very little oppression, I should say. Very little uh, suppression. If you're not, if you don't have a seat at the table, you for sure on the menu. <sighs> kind of like that. But anyways, um, last thing I want to bring up before Nate comes through. He's about to come in right now. He's late as shit. Color people time, I'll tell you. This, uh, this card, man, this UFC 241 card that just passed this past Saturday. Oh, man, I fucked with it. This is a good card. I'm glad to one of my my favorite thing was just to see my man Nate Diaz back in the fucking octagon, man. Nate, the reason why I fuck with Nate so tough, he just the West Coast dog. He don't give a fuck. He like, yo, I'm that nigga. I know I'm that nigga. Like, who 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 out there? Who's up? <laughs> and me being a West Coast nigga as well, like I I I just relate to that shit so I just that should just uh, resonate a certain type of way with me, man. Just because, man, niggas know how I give it up, man. Niggas just know how I give it up. What's crazy is this past weekend after I, uh, after I, you know, watched the fights and shit like that, I went out with a few homies from, you know, my childhood, like, Homies I grew up with since like 12, 13 years old, just being kids, growing into men, having kids, and just living life and just trying to make shit happen. I don't know how I let it get like this. It's my fault. I don't like like we hadn't we had we had kicked it like that in a cool, 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 cool ass minute. And it was just some way different about it. Like I understand, like, life, you know, my personal life has been kind of on the rocks as of late. Like, everything's been kind of moving kind of fast. Things have been down. Things have been up. But things mostly have been, you know, excuse me, on a steady, uh, on a steady pace down. But I'm looking for the, I'm, I'm looking for the right way to go. I'm looking for the come up. 
I can't let that shit happen again. Because I get, you know, life tugs and it pulls and shit happens and things are important and work and school and life and family and X, Y, fucking Z. But it ain't no reason why niggas got to drift this far apart because I promise you we linked up. It was just like. It was just like it never, like that break never happened. But anyways, bring my guy Nate into the room. Um, I never left. (laughs) I'm always here. Always lurking around, huh? In the shadows. Nate, how you been, man? Busy, brother. Super busy. I got you. Life. Life does that. It pulls you you in uh, multiple different ways, man. Yeah. For sure. I'm I'm a stretch Armstrong of life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I don't know how I like dealing with it all, but you know, don't, have don't really have a choice. Don't have a choice, right? Um, but anyways, um, one thing that I um, one thing that I want to talk about, man, is um, Mr. Epstein, man, what happened? Uh, he, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. Suicide. I, I mean. There's what was he taken off a of suicide watch or was he, he was uh, taken off a suicide watch? Okay. Yeah, it was. So here's my fallback position is I don't know. Yeah. But so after that is speculation. And after that, it's conspiracy theory. So those are the levels you have, right? Right. So the confidence I have is 100% sure I don't know. And that's about 100%. But the only thing I'll ever be 100%, 100% sure about is things I don't know. Right. So, what we do know are the fact of the matter is he was a gross individual. Um, Very. And has been in power and in lurking around power for far, far, far too long and has gotten away with it pretty much his whole life. I don't and even know if he's been... Just because... I don't even know how much in power he was actually. I just think he just oh, he was in power around he was a lot of it, so he just inherited his, it. That was his power. At this point, he just had friends. The speculation would be is people who wanted to be around girls, he was their access. The younger the girls, mm-hmm. that's his. That was his thing. Sure. So his his power was the leverage he had over people who wanted the thing that he had. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's some of the the most powerful things you can have is information. Right. So he was a very powerful powerful individual. One of the things we don't know is where is all all his money came from. He had one client. <laughs> one, and he was supposed to be this guru like financial wizard. Right. Nope. One client. Billionaire. Handed over like a like half his company. Like, I mean, the motherfucker, this motherfucker had an island. Epstein had an island. Right. That's gross. And gross. the island things happen that I'm sure are... Never would hit the day of light. Yeah. The light of day. I'm sorry. So the trick is, is no matter what we say about what he did, mm-hmm. there is going to be, there's people out there who don't want it to be heard. So you have two, you have two variables. The things that he knows mm-hmm. that... He may have been willing to to help himself out, right? Give up, or there's the 
other side of it where is he had so much guilt because he somewhere in there his, he knew what he was doing was wrong. Right. And he apparently attempted to commit suicide already once, and that wasn't a conspiracy. That was him trying to commit suicide. So, because, you know, pedophiles in, in prison don't do so well. So yeah, they have very very short shelf life. I I more intend tend to lean on the the fact that it was more more suicide than it was someone murdered him, mainly because they could have murdered him a long time ago, before some stuff had already come out. Right. Well, I just think, but I just, I just think he. Um, it's fun to think that I, he, I just, someone killed him because no, no, no. But people I think, wanted to have him be, you know, murdered. But it's just all too convenient. It's well, just all the, too because the fact that the just, guards fell asleep, the guards were over um, overworked. One of the guards was um, uh, it wasn't his full time job, mm-hmm. like, but he was working overtime at the prison. Right. So it was the, the prison system is based on humans, and humans are not built to do. We put them to do, so he. It, it's it could be literally the thing that's the most likely is coincidence. Is he found an opportunity to do what he wanted to do, which he'd already attempted to do, and is look got his lawyer to buy off enough people to get him off suicide watch? Because the thing with suicide watch is, you're not alone, ever. Right. You're in a padded room with a fucking jacket on. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's it's for him. His whole life was like, I can pay to get freedom. Right. I can pay to get away with everything. So, if he pays his lawyer to convince the whoever's in charge to give him take him off suicide watch, mm-hmm. then he gets to have a little more leeway. He was this motherfucker when he got caught. Mm-hmm. He would leave prison to go to work. It's crazy. He, he was coming. His, his cell would be open half the time. Right, open door policy and shit. He'd but come it's, and go as he but it's like when it first happened, I was like, yeah, this motherfucker was killed. He, he he had to have been because that is that, too much of a com- like coincidence because there's no such thing as too much coincidence. This is a human thing. No, it's it's we a jump, human thing. We jump to the, the the easiest conclusion or the conclusion that we would more we're already predisposed to want. Right, but I doesn't mean it, it's any more or less likely. So so what I think is because I, I do try to prevent jumping from jumping to conclusion because that's You're easy human, to no, think. That's the way that's how our brains work. So we're, it's we're, either we make shortcuts. Shortcuts easier than. The actual, like, so, what are all the facts? Okay, take each fact, uh, analyze each fact, make sure that fact backs up this. It fact. takes a lot of time. It takes it, a lot of it does, want to. But what's easier? But that. what I think is, <laughs> but what I think is, either he killed or somebody killed him, or somebody let him care, or somebody aided him in killing himself. What's most likely? I don't think he. What's I don't, most likely is. I don't think he just found a die, window and said, "Hey, if someone wanted him to die, I would give him the window to do so." Say it again. Repeat that. If, if someone wanted him to die and they uh-huh. knew he was on suicide watch, it's just give him the window to kill himself. Or he could have paid off the guard, like, yo, fall asleep. I'm gonna do something. The other trick is the other problem problem is is we watch too much movies and TV shows in this country. Mm-hmm. So all of our minds go to the thing that we've seen scripted a million times because that's the entertaining part. The reason we're even talking about this mm-hmm. is because it's interesting. There was a art there was a uh, like a piece that I was reading. Uh I forgot where. This was right when it all like broke out. But like it basically said that um this wasn't right then, it was like a few days later, but when they uh I guess examined him and his body, like the uh his esophagus. Yeah, like there was broken neck bones that But it are, does happen in suicide, it's just not as common. Right, but it's but but it's a it's, it's it does happen in suicide, but I read that there's a drastic like 
it, you know, it, leap the there. Likely, like the, likely, the likelihood is the by likelihood is lower, but it's not non-existent. So you, your bias is, is all over the map. You know exactly what you want it to be. You want him to be killed. I, I want him to be alive. Well, he died, but the conspiracies, <laughs> the conspiracy theories are more fun. That's right. why people like them. Like, oh, this motherfucker had to be killed. Sure. But he also was on suicide watch, got taken off. The guard fell asleep. He had plenty of time. It was hours before they checked on him. He had Nobody two. checked on him for hours. That's hours. crazy. So the, all those layers. I just think he, but then he, but then think about all of the people, including Trump, who he's implicated. But that's so, the thing, that's the thing is we don't know any of those things. Any of what things? We know that he's like Trump's been around him, but so has Clinton, and so has so. But all the, these powerful names, yes, are but, implicated. But they're not Im- they're not implicated. They're associated. Oh, okay. It's different. Okay. So if he, I'm associated with you because just because you do something doesn't mean I was so. I know you, but doesn't mean I was a part of what you did. Understood. But I, you and I can go to a party together. It doesn't mean that, you know, I was, I was you know, getting prostitutes. That are I mean, but, but I, I just think there's more nuance than that. Like, if we, if we there go is, to— but we don't know what it is. And jumping to the conclusion of someone that, that this guy and, or these people are associated, like, there's, like, a lot of things that he's probably done. Right. We don't know. But I don't think it's all—I don't—it's just—there's just two—like, just everywhere you turn in this— it's like, oh, maybe that, like, coincidence. Oh, look at, oh, what we, it's like some things, it's, it's got to be exactly what is, what no. you think it is. No. Like it sometimes, have to be anything. sometimes you just, sometimes no it's sometimes, exactly that. There's no sometimes, it is what it if is. If it look like a duck no. and it walk like a duck. This is the black swan fallacy. Just because I've never seen a black swan, that means they don't exist. It's, it's called black swan fallacy. No, I get it, but it's just it's like <laughs> it's not easy. But it's but it's I just it's think rational. like I do think there's a uh, I do I excuse me I do think there's a thing as too much coincidence. Like every like all these names that are associated with him, I just think he matter. became bad for business, it and I think too many people were gonna come down with him. So that's more convenient to think that way, but it doesn't mean it's the truth. It, it doesn't, and I don't know. It's all speculation. It's all speculation. But goddamn, like. So I'll, I'll say I don't know, and then if if if, so, evidence, if if evidence is provided that this so like this 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 leads to that, then I'm more likely to believe that. Okay. A guy says, "Hey, Ivory's a thief." I'm at your house every week. Ivory's a thief. Sure. Another person says, "Ivory's a thief." This person, Ivory's a thief. He's a thief. You hear I'm a thief like uh, enough times, you're gonna be like, okay, I need a. Keep an eye on him. He's at my house often. Hearsay. So what's more evident? That all the times you've been to my house and nothing's gotten stolen? Or people talking? Well, I mean, well, I just think there's something. Well, how many times have I been to your house? I mean. If I've been here like twice. 47 times? (laughs) And, but still, like. I trust that data over people's opinions all day long. Okay. So 10 people say I'm a thief and I've been to your house 47 times. Yeah. All of a sudden, your your your, sudden, your game comes up missing. You're like, sure, hmm. Like, but there's, I mean, that, there's something that, that to it. Is all I'm saying. So there isn't though, man. That's that's called jumping to a conclusion without evidence. Well, you have, I have what ten I have, people have said. I don't care what they have said. And now you have something that corroborates unless, ten people. Unless the only time I care about what person someone said mm-hmm. is if I know them well enough that I have a good track record. So it's all evidence, evidential based. Right. If people talk, I don't give a fuck what people say. People say shit about me. People say shit about you. I know you the way I know you. 
someone else might not know you're the same. Right. Right? And in their opinion, We're complex they, humans, yeah. they may think that you're a thief because they misunderstood a situation. And then now their opinion, that's not a cold hard fact. That's a, that's A, it's an opinion. It's not He's, cold hard. But once you get something to corroborate that story, you're like, um, But corroboration okay. is, 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 n- corroboration is this fact led to that fact led to this fact. At some point, you have to f- have a fact in there. That you're corroborating one piece of evidence with another. Mm-hmm. So if I said that, you know, okay, I, I have a game that goes out missing, mm-hmm. right? And I have all these people coming to my studio, running out my studio doing podcasts. How do I know which one? How do you know which one what? That ticket? Took it. Or did I just misplace it? I don't know. I, like, I, I, just, I just struggle with, like... Everyone does. I think coincidence is... we're not taught to think critically. Wait, coincidence is real. Coincidence... Coincidences are real, but they don't... Is, so here's the thing with coincidence. You have to take each fact mm-hmm. on its own individual basis, on a fact-by-fact-by-fact fact basis. If you go... Let me, let me, let me, let me put it this, to this way. So if... For example, if we had someone who was committed murder, right, mm-hmm. and that person knew it was related to a girl who went missing, mm-hmm. right, we know he committed murder. Did he murder the girl that went missing? We can't jump to that conclusion just because we want to, right? You have to take each. Well, a detective will link those two no. and work and see he if there's. To, he has to work that case with the knowledge he has. He's, he knows that the person that, that murdered this girl, and there's evidence, and he's convicted, right? No, but but people get linked to murders or I'm just not, cases all the time. I'm not, they're, they're linked to them. What I'm saying is is you have to take each individual account mm-hmm. and t- put it through its own process of testing it and, ver- and verifying. Oh, sure, sure. Making sure that's demonstrable. And then we need enough demonstrable facts in a row that corroborate each other. That becomes a fact, not... This this for sure happened. This looks like it's somewhat related, so therefore it happened too. No, no, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, you there's one guy who's a murderer and a woman that comes up missing. If that murder or that murder of that girl that came up missing, like fits his mo, but we, or but we don't. So we don't. We can't put him. We can't find him guilty of that unless we have individual facts that prove that he oh, killed yeah. the girl. Oh, yeah. Well, it's kind of like one it's kinda, they kind of, and then they start to, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, reverse engineer it. Just take his, take him and sure. we know him to if, be if and work our way follow, backwards to. If the facts follow and then you find evidence that corroborate those, that, that lead. Right. Because a lead is just a fact that leads to a conclusion. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. it's called a lead. Yeah. Like I have this bit, but it's not, it's so circumstantial. It could be be multiple different answers to the same question. Sure. If I find a piece of evidence that is only possible if it fits into that, that's actual evidence. That's a fact. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to things like, you know, someone being murdered or or is it a suicide or is it a hit or all that stuff, you can't say anything unless you know the facts. And if you don't know the facts, you can't say you know. So where I stand with all of this stuff is always going to be, I don't know. It's not as fun. Granted. Like I, t- I, 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 I love that stance. I love the I don't know, but it's like we're, we're never gonna know now. Epstein's gone. That's not that's not necessarily true. You can know things without having that uh, basically a confession. We're not gonna know everything we should. Money is what I should say. We just follow we follow the money as best we can because that's the only thing we have left, right? That's it. And then once we get someone who in his circle, 
Because mm-hmm. there's people who was part of his life. That one woman who was. I think his bodyguard. Life. I heard his bodyguard was starting to. to well, his to assistant. Talk, uh, the one or was, assistant. She's in London now or something. They're trying to get her back. But yeah. But all that stuff is like you just get you, you know you take the person you can and you put pressure on them to confess. Mm-hmm. If they can confess and you can corroborate her confession because a confession is not. Like, Fact. Yeah. People. People can people that. falsely confess all the fucking time. Right. And in some cases, that's all the jury needs to hear. Oh, he said he did it. I'm, uh, there's a, movie, a show called um, Sinner on, um, I'm watch, watching on Netflix, but it's, it was on USA, I believe. Right. It's a great show. It's basically about this. It's almost very, it's very similar to um, Sharp Objects. I haven't seen it. Is that's that a good? really great show. Is that, that's um, Hulu, is it, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's, uh, that's, uh, Sharp Objects is HBO. HBO, okay. Um, but the idea is, is you, this woman, um, played by Jessica Biel, um, mm-hmm. is at the beach with her family, her husband and their young son. And, uh, spoiler alert, they're uh, sitting at the beach having a great day, and there's a couple in front of them, and they're the couple's, like, making out and goofing around and playful, you know, being playful. And this girl puts on a song mm-hmm. that the guy uh, who was in there, who's she's messing around with, um, it was a band from when he was younger. Mm-hmm. So he's all embarrassed that she's playing the song, that he's, you know, whatever. Um, and this woman snaps and takes the knife she's using to peel a pear and starts stabbing him in front of everybody. Fuck, okay. Right? So, of course, she confesses that she murdered him, and she's she's literally at the courthouse. On um, They're about to like decide whether she pleads guilty or not guilty. Right. And she pleads guilty. But she she first gets rid of her attorney and says, I, I'm my attorney wants me to not be guilty, and I'm going to plead guilty because I know I killed him. And the judge is like, this is very strange. You don't seem to be kind of all there because this is like a weird thing. You just all of a sudden you're in the middle of, you know, everyone's having fun at the beach. You just get up and start stabbing this motherfucker. Yeah. Like, so she's like, we're going to have you tested mentally and see if you're mentally fit for trial. Long story short is you find out that she's been through all this trauma in her life that she's, that's just been blacked out of her head. Right. And it's a fucked up story. This woman's been through some fucked up shit. And the reason she did what she did is because she had no control over herself. Like, she went through a mentally traumatic, like, state where she doesn't even know why she did the things she did. Sure. And it's the whole idea of, like, we, everyone witnessed this woman just get up and stab this dude. Mm-hmm. But why? It just doesn't make any sense to anyone. But she, she confessed to it, so let's lock her up. Turns out this woman has a, a one of the worst traumatic stories that led, her, led to her violently acting out and not knowing why. Right. So is she guilty? So she's, you know, is she like, she had no control over her, what she, her actions. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where, like, just because there's evidence for something or someone confesses something doesn't mean shit. Yeah, it doesn't. It means you have to corroborate the facts and lead, follow where the facts lead. That's why every detective show that we like to watch, like mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes and, yeah. and all these characters, is we like to see the assumptions everyone all the detectives are making or all the cops are making except for the one detective who sees the right. the, the little thread and starts pulling that thread and unravels the whole story yeah like uh, that 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 reminds me of a um just of a a crime podcast i was listening to long story short it was this guy he used to take abduct little girls kill them mm-hmm. dump their bodies just all over town i think this was like in ohio or some shit like that and um, like a small Ohio shit. Yeah, <laughs> and so all these girls were like between the ages of like twelve and eighteen. So mm-hmm. you can kind of see what the mo was there. They're all like raped and strangled. And so the guy who actually did it, um, 
somehow got like his nephew to like confess to it. True. Locked him up, threw him and threw him away. Yeah. But there was like this one detective who like all these years later still wouldn't let it go. Like yeah. there was just that conviction. It's there was so something sad. about all that so that still that we were, like for true justice to happen, mm-hmm. we gotta have the rogue detective who doesn't follow the rules. Yeah. Right? So And he was just like that. So he would always like find some way to like um call him in for questioning sure. or um, just all types of stuff. like it was even to the point where like there was other cases that he knew had nothing to do with him. Yeah. But he would try to find some way just to peg him. Yeah. And so all like the things that he would say over like the span of like twenty two years, like he would always say stuff, and like he takes all those bits and pieces. all those bits and pieces of twenty two years yeah. of like interviews that were recorded. He went through job, them man. and pieced it all together and was like, mm-hmm. "This is the guy who did it." And I don't know how he got the whole trial reignited and stuff, but it was like, it was like crazy. Like everything. If you present, if you present new evidence, you can open up a case. That's he, why I like the whole making the murderer, like mm-hmm. Stephen Avery case. Yeah. Like I mean, everyone like fucking fell in love with that show, right? Because it's so compelling. Because a man who was wrong, wrongfully convicted the mm-hmm. first time, is then almost less than like a few years later, or I think it's even less than that, like a year later, some shit. Is he gets um, pegged for another murder? Right, and the first time it was DNA got him off, and this time they're like they used DNA to convict him. Right, was well, because back in the eighties and yeah. all that shit, like so DNA. The first, the like, first hammer yeah. didn't go, but the second one, we'll we'll make sure goes. This motherfucker's goes up. Mm-hmm. So, and that's another thing too is I love that story um, because it is like I don't know if he did it or not. Right, but that's not how like that's not how courts work. Mm-hmm. Like if the the prosecution doesn't have enough evidence to convict you and convict, con- convince the jury, right? That you were definitely the like beyond a reasonable doubt, and that's think about that term. I, I don't like that term. I love it, but because that term doesn't say anything to me. It does beyond it does. a reasonable doubt. So it's like, uh, well, so let's break it down. More likely you did no, it. Like, no, no, like, no, that's that's the opposite. So that's, I was told by to, State Farm in the accident I got. It was like 2013. They said. We found you at least fifty one percent at fault, and I was like, "Well, that's a, the that's fuck a whole, are that's you saying? Like, what is that saying to me? Like, beyond a reasonable <laughs> doubt is if if you break it down is it, beyond a reasonable doubt would be you have to have no reasonable doubts, which would say like here's all the evidence the prosecution is bringing to you, mm-hmm. and the defense has either negated all of it or none of it or some of it, right? Right. So let's say. After at the end of the court, you've because I've I've done this once. I've been in jury duty where I actually had to I was sitting in a jury, and you take all the evidence presented best you can, and you understand how it relates to the case, the 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 call to action, which is like, do you find this person guilty of first degree murder? Right. What is the evidence of first degree murder? If first degree murder is these things, right? So right. it's all detailed. So a beyond a reasonable doubt is like. I don't have any doubt that the facts that were presented that were not negated mm-hmm. are legitimately enough to the point where I can't see, based on the evidence, there's a reasonable doubt of the evidence being false. But the reason why I don't agree with that is because, or not not agree with it, but just like, I just want another term or another way to describe it is because even if something's negated, like we're humans, like we don't forget. Like oh, I everything. can hear no, I can hear a damning piece of uh, evidence, mm-hmm. and then I can hear the defense negate that or 
give point. You know what I mean? So it's like, like I think I think a lot of the there's idea, a lot of the shock value that goes into it. So we hinge off the things that someone convicted with someone who doubts what they've heard. I understand. You want to be, be convinced that the evidence you that was presented was enough evidence. But convinced, like, is like reasonably convinced. And the only reason you should be convinced is because of evidence. Right. I don't know. I I, I get it, but it's just I just don't think people uh, I don't think people work that way. For the same reasons why, why I'm like that's why it's structured that way because whether you people work that way or not, that's how. That's, Law works. That's, well, that's the only way to get to the best possible, right? Um, uh, but for the unbiased same... opinion out of the, there's, the, the everything's flawed. There's no perfect system for this. Yeah. There's no way that like when I was in the jury that I was in, there was, it was uh, the, I can talk about the case because it's over now. But basically, it was a woman who was um, basically uh, was in the the what do you call it the um, the state was in charge of her her rights. Mm-hmm. She was like basically she was a schizophrenic woman who um, had a bunch of other mental uh, issues and a ward of the state. So, so yeah. she was a ward of the state. So she was in a facility where she was you know uh, fed and housed and taken care of, medicated with a medication that allows her to like semi function to the right. best of uh, of her ability. Um, but she was convinced that it was her job every morning to call up everyone and wake them up to go to work. She was also convinced that she had a bunch of kids, and some of her kids were celebrities. She was also convinced a bunch of all, all this other stuff, right? Right. So um, she, the, the, every so often you get um, uh, the ability to uh, prove to the court that you are able to be on your own. Right. So she opts to um, basically ask for her freedom back. Okay. Right? So she gets a court-appointed attorney because she's obviously unable to have a lawyer. Um, So the court appoints one, which is part of our taxpayer dollars, which is great. So this lawyer was going to um, represent her client, and her client wants to um, have her freedom back. Right. The prosecution, which is uh, client is the state, right? right? So the state's saying she's not able to be on her own. Um, because she's a, a um, she's unable to feed herself, uh, house herself, um, protect herself, and so the the prosecution in this case, its responsibility was to convince all of us mm-hmm. that she was not capable of handling life on her own, right? And it would be in her best interest to for us to decide. That we need to take away her her liberty and freedom mm-hmm. away from her, and give her to the states, give the state responsibility to take care of her. Well, but did she? Uh, but she doesn't sound like a harm. Well, here's the trick: is she, like, you don't know the so facts yet, right? Okay, okay. So this is the this is the charge essentially. Right. She's charged with not being able to handle herself. She's been in a facility for like twelve years. Mm-hmm. Um, so she ever so often gets the ability to challenge this the ruling and gets to go up in front of a trial or a, a trial jury. Yeah. This is the only um, these cases are the only cases that actually have juries that are not um, criminal cases. Okay. So it's a very unique case that I was on. Right. So um, the prosecution was like, so here's the evidence. We will bring in. Um, they bring in 
experts, so expert in the the prognosis and diagnosis that she has, sure. would explain them. Um, they take all the doctor's notes from all the doctors she's seen over the years, and they basically do a summary. Mm-hmm. So even though that doctor has never had her as a patient, he's the expert on, that. He's on the, the clinician and the way she was being taken care of, sure. showing that this is the things, these are the steps that we follow because she needed to have those for said all these said reasons, right? Mm-hmm. And then her lawyer would be like, "Well, she uh, she claims that she's el- she's capable of you know feeding herself, and she wants to be able to prove that." So, um, well, part of the part of the trial came to be that she had actually gone to the courthouse for something else right. a few months ago, and she escaped from the court. She like, escaped. She escaped. Okay. Because she's a ward of the state, so she, yeah. she ran off. Yeah. Um, and she was on her own for like two weeks on the streets by herself. No right. money, no place to go, no nothing. And so no one knows exactly what happened to her because she's, the way she tells it, it's a very weird tale about how she got a man to get her a hotel room. Um, and she's decided not to go to that hotel room. Right. Um, she was able to feed herself by going to McDonald's that she knows about and asking people for food. Mm-hmm. Um but she was she didn't have her medication with her, so and her schizophrenia and all these things was obviously kicking in. Kicking yeah. in. Um, and then she ended up uh, being in in a hospital, malnourished, um, and scarps, scrapes, and scratches all over herself. She had no idea what happened to her. So this could have been a scenario where she, you know, some guy could have been really really nice to her and like, you seem to you're down on your luck. Let me help you out. Here's a hotel room. See you later. Yeah. Or he could have been a murderer. Like we don't know any of those things, but. Yeah. This the idea that the defense was presenting the case of like she admits to these things all happening. We don't know to what degree, mm-hmm. but if these things are true, would it would it is it justified to think that she's capable of making the correct decisions that benefit her own health? Seemingly no, right? Yeah, no. So we had to take all these information and okay. we had to take all of our bias out of it, and it's really hard because there's a lot of females uh, jurors. Yeah, and. What happened was is a lot of them, kind of especially the older ones, they all felt really bad. Their empathy yeah. kicked in on on high voltage. Yeah. And there's one guy who had been um, in a jury before, and so he was the head juror. We all voted for him to be the head juror. Yeah. But as we were going around the room and introducing ourselves and it's like what, what our take on what the case is, uh-huh. um, I was like the third person to speak. And I'm like, I can do f- podcast stuff, it's fine, but it was just a weird scenario. I like, felt yeah. a little uncomfortable. But um, I definitely wanted to use my skills of critical thinking and logical thought and, and reasonable um, beliefs and all that kind of stuff. And so I basically started out by saying, no matter what happens, your feelings don't matter. The evidence and the facts do. Right. So it sucks this lady's in this position. It sucks she was on her, by herself. It sucks she went to the hospital. But our job is not to worry about her, like... If things suck for her, yeah, because our job is to decide whether she's we can fit, we can yeah. take away her American right to be on her own and make her own decisions. So it's not something to take lightly. Like it'd be like if I came to you and said, "Hey, man, I think you're kind of crazy. So you can't leave the building that I'm going to put you in, and you don't have any rights to to yeah, to vote. Tough, you don't have yeah. any rights to drive a car. You don't have any rights to go outside that building. Mm-hmm. You're literally a prisoner. Right, right, right. So I was like, we need to take this at, at like, all the facts on the table, discuss each one individually, mm-hmm. see if each one holds water, and then all the ones that hold water, if we get to one that cancels all out, 
then that's what matters, right? Right. So we went through this whole process. It was, you know, a few hours. And we went around the room, and everyone took an initial vote, right? Right. So take your rights away, don't take your rights away. So it was about, I would say, probably 75% would say that she needed her rights taken away, mm-hmm. and there was a small 25. And then what we would do is we'd, we, didn't, we didn't say who said what. We'd go around the It was pretty obvious that, the, that by the end, like, who was, who was kind of feeling what. Yeah. Um, so we went around the room again and mm-hmm. talked about all the facts again. And then what happened is there was a couple women in the jury um, who were, like, like their empathy was overriding their critical thinking. Yeah. And it was so evident. And I go, I asked them a question. I'm like, so here, let's just put, let's put it on the table like this. Is if, if this was you, mm-hmm. right, and it was the opposite, right? So let's someone, someone was trying to um, take away your freedoms and you want to defend yourself but the facts you have aren't that great, right? They're not excited. Just because yeah. you want them to happen <laughs> yeah. doesn't, doesn't mean, mean they're well. justified in getting them, Yeah. right? And they're like, yeah, I guess. But, I mean, it's like, but I'm like, so the, we can't think about what's the best thing for her mm-hmm. because we don't know what the best thing is for her. We're not her, right? So we need to, based on the evidence that was presented by the defense, because if the defense has a really sucky case, that person is going to get off whether they did it or not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we got to take what the defense presented us and then take it from there. Invent not from there, yeah. Not like, because there would be times when and when we see this woman in the hallway mm-hmm. while we're waiting to go into the courtroom, and she's just talking to herself like Looney Tunes, like fucking space cadet. Shit. Right? Damn. But we can't use that as evidence. We can't take anything that we see outside the court yeah. That's presented to us as evidence. But see, that's hard. It's not easy. But if the, you're walking up, you you're drinking to, your you coffee, going it and they're outside <laughs> going <laughs> going nuts, like you're going to walk back in and be like, yo, I cannot support you that. Can't, like, you can't ignore it, but you have to. But I, I, I just don't think humans are wired that way. It doesn't matter if you're wired that way. It's 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 taking the human element out of it. Yeah, I don't think humans can it, take the human out of anything. You can't take all the way, but you have to mitigate as much as you can. You can't you can't like it'd be like if you and I were sitting in a room. Let's say mm-hmm. you and I are both jurors. Yeah. Right. And you saw her going cuckoo bananas, and I go, sure. What if she was acting that way? What if that isn't really like? What if someone forgot to well, give her? She's not making a good case for herself. Well, it doesn't matter. She's not making the case for herself. The state is making the case. The pro- the defense <laughs> is defending against it. You see, like, <laughs> so I'm just supposed to say, uh, yeah, all right. She's seemingly about to jump off the fucking ledge. Like, what? <laughs> but uh, when you get into the courtroom, yeah, the judge sits there and goes, "So here's the deal. No matter what you see outside of this courtroom, a you can't talk about it. So if you were sitting next to me and we couldn't talk about what happened, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah." yeah. It's a, it goes against human nature because human like nature. Like your honor, I have a podcast, so I have to. Kind hu- of <laughs> human nature is terrible at determining truth. Yeah, that's exactly. So we created a system to mitigate as much of that out of the way. Yeah. But obviously, with the with the crime rate that we have, the imprisonment that we have, it's not a perfect system. It needs to be reformed all up and down. But at the core of it, mm-hmm. it's only the evidence can put you away, and if that evidence can be explained to a person that is like you, which is a jury of your peers, right. other people in your community, if it can be explained to them and them understand it, then you should have the right to let them decide. Right, right. The problem is, is 
court shows, CSI, all these shows have actually corrupted the jury system because people think they're fucking CSI uh, investigators and they can see DNA on everything. (laughs) (laughs) CSI is actually one of the worst shows. Yeah. And when it comes into relation to jury uh, dilution, it it just, it's fucked everything up. So when uh, a defense, someone, someone, or a prosecution goes, there's DNA on it, we have it right here. Okay, well, was it tested? Is, and what, to what degree was it tested? There's DNA on it. You're like, oh, put them away. I know, I know those three letters. I saw it on CSI. Yeah. That guy's guilty as fuck. <laughs> right? So it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. So, it's funny, it, it, but it's, it's just the reality of it. So, yeah. like, part of, the hardest part the court has mm-hmm. is, A, the defense, and to, there's jury selection, which is a whole science into itself. I would like to know this. I'm gonna look some. Of the, I'm gonna. I want to so know the science. Like who are there like, isn't a science. It's it's a. They have to be targeting something. It's a, no, it's an individual case by case basis. So they treat it just like a case. Mm-hmm. So when they ask me, the questions they ask are usually like, "What do you do for work?" Uh, I'm a solution specialist. Blah blah blah. Doing A, B, C, and D. Right. And okay, cool. Oh, you're a nanny. Okay, cool. So they find out what everyone does, and mm-hmm. then they go back and it's like, "So have you ever had anyone in your family with mental illness?" I'm like, I have. Because I have. I'm one of my, my aunt was had some mental disabilities. And 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 then they ask you things about that and how that affected you. And and they see how much bias you have. Right? So they're trying to figure out. So if the defense doesn't like you mm-hmm. and the prosecution doesn't like you, you're gone. If the defense doesn't like you, you're gone. If the prosecution doesn't like you, you're gone. So you got to be liked by both. You got to be liked by both, mm-hmm. which is what makes it as fair as possible. Right? But but I'm what up? They want to find people who are reasonable. But there has to be some sort of algorithm to even not. to even. Try so it. if I get a letter in the mail, I'm gonna be like, I wonder what about this case or about the people that are in this case. Like that's why that's why it's a lottery. It's just pulled out of the ether, and then you go to court, and if you're picked, you're picked. If you're not, you're not. And then once you're in the court, there's like it just levels to that, you know. Yeah. So. It's built to be as unbiased as possible, but the problem is, is people come in with confirmation bias about everything. So, you have to teach people how to remove the confirmation bias. Yeah. And how they do that is the only Stop way. Stop surrounding yourself with people who think like you. Well, no, it's. Well, I'm not, I mean, for in this in this scenario, it's here's how we get rid of the confirmation bias. Right. Mm-hmm. Is the judge literally speaks to you directly and says, I, "Here's what's going to happen. This is how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. You need to take all the evidence presented." And then hear the defense's, like, trying negation of it mm-hmm. and see if it's valid. And once, if the, if A plus B doesn't equal C, well, then C is not truthful and you can't take it even if it sounds correct. Right. Right? So it's basically, uh, what's the name of it? Uh, a plus B equals C is a syllogism. So if in, in philosophy, it's if, um, if a tree grows on earth mm-hmm. and earth has trees trees are on earth right if this is true if a is true and b is true c has to be true there's no way it's not true but if a is true and b is not true you don't know if c is true it may be true right right so that's a syllogism so that's they have they literally have to go back to the greek philosophers to kind of break things down to people and yeah. say Here's how you decide if something one is true plus or not. Two equals three. Only if one and two is true and you can prove it. Yeah. 
So it, it falls back. So in the courtroom, it happens kind of fast because it's back and forth and back and forth. So the trick is, is like taking as much information as you can from one, mm-hmm. and then that's going to sound really convincing. Oh, man, this lady's probably like, she's way fucked up. Then the defense. Oh, she's not as fucked up as I thought. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Prosecutor. Well, then there you, there you go. Yeah, she's fucked. Oh, well, that's true, too. Yeah. Right? So this is what happens. You're getting you're getting a logical argument because a lawyer's job is to present you mm-hmm. with the best information for you to decide their way. So I was talking to somebody about uh, the whole Epstein stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this is making me rethink it a little bit. Because what I said to him is, we don't know, like, we'll, like, we'll never fully know. Like, I don't think we're ever going to fully know. I think there's going to be a lot of people out there who never will never get justice. Anything, so get used to it. Right? Yeah. So what I told them was, like, but I do believe, like, where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't not know true. if that's not. Nope. There's, because, like. There's smoke, there's smoke. Where there's a lot of smoke, there might be fire. Yeah, like, or there was fire. <laughs> or at some point there was fire, and now that all's up to smoke. Yeah. So the trick is, is so I I think differently about that now. When we say uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. Is where there's smoke, there's most likely at some point a fire has occurred. Right. Is way more accurate, but still doesn't mean a fire was ever there. Right. Right. So our brains work like this. It's problematic because we're kind of stupid. Like yeah. we're not like we're we're the top of our food chain. We're stupid as shit, man. But we, like, our brains are, the way that we developed, um, like, A, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we are not in nature and we're not problem solving constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my favorite things to do is create a, my own problem to solve. Yeah. Which is why I'm a filmmaker, because you literally create every atom of a universe, mm-hmm. of a story you're trying to tell that has never existed before. Right. So you, you are the closest thing to God at that point, Right. You need to create Joe the, and Anthony what, Russo. Fuck. Well, what's the, what's the gravity exactly. like on in my on, in my movie? Is it the same as the gravity I know on Earth? Okay, cool. Then that's how I'm gonna write the story. Right. Or what if it's two degrees off? Like that would affect everything that happens in the movie. Right. right? So it's it's you have to approach things as, as as tough as it is. Smartest man in the world. No, he know no. Though he don't know shit. Yeah. So everyone's stupid about something, right? Yeah, yeah. But everyone, no, no one thinks they're stupid. You know, we talked about this before, the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah. Those that believe they're, they're, they're too stupid to know how That's, stupid they actually yeah. are. You're t- yeah. I, um, <laughs> your your, your I told, brain I, convinces you you're smart even though all, all the evidence is to the contrary. Yeah, I told my brother that, and he's like, I was like, bro, you, you, just, you just don't know how dumb you sound or something like that. And, like, he took it as, like, and so I explained the Dunning-Kruger effect, and then, like, he looked, and I was like, now, I can tell on his face it sounds disrespectful or rude, or, but it's not. When you really think about it, like, you really don't know the things you think you actually know. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're, I mean, you're, you're, your brain's full of shortcuts. I mean, we've talked about it a million times. Yeah. But uh, one conversation I had once with my mom is actually one of the, the point where I basically came out as atheist. Um, she was crying, as she always does. Um, <laughs> she was crying. Bless her soul. Yeah, she she's a crier, so forever. Um, but um, she basically like she asked me if I if I found a church in L.A. and I'm like I don't go to church. Yeah. And so she's <laughs> like, what? And then I'm like, so I kind of explain kind of what I was like, where I'm coming from. Yeah. And then she's like, well, do you just think I'm stupid? And I started laughing. 
Like it was my, it was, I didn't not by choice. Yeah. It was just a, it was just a like reaction. Reaction, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and then, okay, because I'm like, there's. Would you agree? I'm asking you now. Yeah. Would you agree that there are stupid people in the world? Yes. Okay. Are you a person in the world? Yes. Could you be stupid? <laughs> <laughs> but you can't break that down like that to your moms. Like you just gotta be like, no, I don't think. You're I didn't, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm like, and her mom, like, she doesn't like it. Like, she's the kind of mom that would like if you, if I said that person's fucking. I never never swear for my mom. Well, I did, but later on in life. But as a kid, I would never do it because she would lose her mind and start crying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, if I said that, yeah, they're, they were acting, they were just stupid. That, that guy's stupid, and she would get mad at me for calling someone stupid. And I'm like, well, what would you call it? Well, they just don't know. Well, she's all she's softened everything, right? Yeah. I'm like. I'm like, then I asked her, like, are do stupid people exist? Well, yes, but the, you know, some people aren't as smart as others. Sure. I'm like, so that person could have been one of those. Well, yes. I'm like, so that person's stupid, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this is the way my brain. Yeah, my brain's been working like this for a long time. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like super like. But it's the it's thing. Funny, it's like, yeah. is is our egos get in the way of our um, of. Uh, really, uh, well, I'm um, understanding the way reality works because mm-hmm. it's a defense mechanism. Your ego is built to to basically like you are a good enough warrior to kill that that animal to feed your family. Right. Right. If you walked around the jungle with so much doubt that you are a terrible warrior, you're never gonna get it. You never that all your family's gonna starve and die. Yeah. I should just give the fuck up. Well, your family doesn't get fed, and you know it comes it comes to fruition. So you figure it out. So your brain presents you mm-hmm. the best scenario because it wants to survive. So it's a survival mechanism is to believe that you are stronger, faster, better than the next guy next to you because that's going to increase the odds that your DNA is going to keep going. Right. It's kind of why I like the UFC. It's like a bunch of guys just egos are like on 10 like all the time. and like. Well, their egos are built to feed the... The, basically, it's the powerhouse to get the the engine in the heart, the head, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. To get through the hardest fucking struggle a human being can damn near go through without dying. Yeah. <laughs> in some cases, yeah. they possibly do. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the it's humans are both like I keep it always astounds me how we still exist. Like, you drive down the, the like any Los Angeles freeway, and you're like. All these motherfuckers can die. Every one of them can die. They're all fucking morons, and no one should, like, because they don't know how to drive. They're not paying attention. But yet, somehow, people get to work every single day. That's crazy. People on their phone. People are drunk driving. People asleep at the wheel. Crazy. If you think of, like, like the amount of, like, we're so smart. There's enough smart people in the world to Mm -hmm. save all the stupid people. It's crazy. Do you remember when uh, when seatbelts became law? Or you, oh, I don't know if you're old enough to remember this. This this was like what that this was like the eighties. Like, okay, yeah. So eighties was like mandatory seatbelts, mm-hmm. um, and motherfuckers like a fucking seatbelt. Like it was like so dismissed. Like kids in the back seat with no seatbelts on all right. the time. Like when I was growing up, that was like you know two, three, four years old seatbelts. Seatbelt car seat. Get, <laughs> I rode him once the one of the like the old station wagons where the seat was facing back. Yeah, it's trippy, right? So yeah. you're just waving and everybody comes by and somebody would flick him off, whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like there's just there's there was no seatbelts, and this is how it was through all the 70s. The entire 70s, no one had seatbelts. If you had a seatbelt in your car, no one fucking used it. Yeah, right. 
it was all it was like bench seats, so you can just like yeah, climb over the seat and whatever. Yeah. And it then um, <laughs> uh, someone put forth the idea of having seatbelts as a law, like you have to have a seatbelt on mm-hmm. or you get a ticket, right? Right. And this is this was so controversial at the time because it was imprint, infringing on my freedoms. Right, right. You're telling me what to do in my car. It's my car, goddammit. Yeah. Right? I actually know a guy from uh, from New Hampshire, and I guess like the state quote or, or motto or something is uh, uh, live free or die. Yeah, yeah. So like seatbelt laws like came into effect like way, way later. I'm talking like post live, 2000 live, or something like that. Live free or die was... Uh, was Basically goes all the way back to um, uh, the Revolutionary War. Sure, yeah, yeah. So it was it was like crazy. He's like, yo, it's like post two thousand, like seatbelt became like like law. Like you had yeah, it to. Got, it got so bad because there, there were so many accidents. Yeah, these cars, like kids were dying, people were dying all cars the time. Cars were getting faster, and yeah. and I mean these things are just f- flying metal shrapnel essentially. Mm-hmm. And so some of the cars came out with automatic seatbelts. You remember these? Mm-hmm. I hated that. Sh- I hate automatic. <laughs> yep, but guess how many lives they saved? Yeah, right. They they became a nuisance until we got used to them. Mm-hmm. Now almost every person that I know still wears a seatbelt. I gotta wear. Oh yeah. And one, belt, no one of the reasons is is the ding 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 ding. <laughs> so there's these things where like laws get passed for the betterment of, of people mm-hmm. in cases like this, where no one wanted, no one was going out like we need seat belts, right? Right. right. It was uh, studies. It was Science, scientific yeah. scientific studies. That showed, it, yeah. that showed this was happening so much that we need to mitigate because uh, car companies were basically getting sued. So right. it was a situation where enough of the small voices with the right evidence put forth something that now is countrywide, right. saving everyone's lives. Now nobody has a problem with it. And now people have less of a problem. People, some people still do. But yeah. at the same time, is, is they design features that annoy you into doing what's best for you. This is how stupid we are. <laughs> We're so stupid right. that we need a little little ding, 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 ding to make sure we Fucking don't die. Noise, uh, yeah. We literally, it's, it's it, this is how long it takes. Click. Like, that saves your life. Ah, that's too much work. It's fucking like, disgusting. that's how our brains work. We're right. fucking stupid. But it's, we can yeah. also go to the fucking moon, man. Like... This is the mm-hmm. this is the, the dichotomy of humans is we're so complex that we can be stupid and geniuses at the same fucking time. It's it, it's, it's it's a lot to think about because it's like because it shouldn't be like that. Like why is it like that? Like do we as humans do we just That's not just care that much? Like do we just not care? There's parts of there's parts of things that like our brains have developed to. Uh, attach ourselves to things. Mm-hmm. That the reason you think this whole Epstein thing is what it is is because it's it's a pattern that you've seen. You've right. seen this pattern before, and it led to this conclusion or something near it. Right? I tell people all the time, I've seen so that you, movie. You jump to the conclusion <laughs> without knowing every bit of information because you got enough there for you to be convinced. But the evidence you have before you could be terrible. Right, but I don't know. Like, or full again, it's, it's just a coincidence that like. Just don't like. You get what I'm saying? Like you mean it's all these people. It's the same as that it's, have it's been connected as, to him in some way since the mid '80s. Sure. Have nothing. Trump has nothing to do with this. Might. Like come like maybe. It's, it'll be vi- like I'm opening listening to how he's not. Maybe. But I. Does I it, think people will be hard pressed. He's not a piece and, of shit still. Yeah. I, I, 
I think I'm his already action, convinced he's an his asshole. Actions. I'd rather judge a person on their actions that are verifiable mm-hmm. than make assumptions about someone and be wrong. Because saying but weren't some of these saying, Epstein but like saying, shits happening on Trump's property? But it like, doesn't matter. It doesn't. It does, it, 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 if somebody's Trump running has lots, tr- Trump's a, Trump has lots of property. Doesn't mean that everything that happens on Trump, Trump's property or is Trump's fault. Uh, it's not his fault. But it, as long as he was complicit, well, like, come that's on. a whole different thing. So, so to compl- run a scheme as big and as long Trump's, as Epstein's Trump's ran it, Trump's ego works like this. If it benefits him, it's good. If it doesn't benefit him, it's bad. And you need to think the same way. So if he's complicit in something, at the time it benefited him. If right. now, if it doesn't benefit him, never happened. So. We need to find out beyond a reasonable doubt that he was complicit, and if he's complicit in any way, then he should be. Then we prosecute him. He ne- yeah, he needs to be. Yeah. He needs to pay for it. And I think somewhere down the line, but jumping to the conclusion that he's already guilty is already is not. Well, I'm do. not going to do that, but I'm going to say I would but think somebody's going to be hard pressed to convince me that's, otherwise. That's the conspiracy theory. Is I'm convinced that this guy did it, and here's why. Not I. I took all these facts that maybe, you don't think Epstein's done it alone. I, well, there's evidence he hasn't done it alone. There's okay. witness testimony that he hasn't done it alone. There, yeah, like, like, but that doesn't mean he did. He didn't do it alone. I don't know. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Wait, Nate, you can call a spade a spade. Yeah, if I know that it's a spade and I have the evidence to prove it's a spade. It's frustrating, isn't it? It's very because, like, come but, on. You, but you know, I'm not wrong. You're not wrong, but like at the same time, it's like. You're dancing around like no, I'm not not dancing around. You're dancing around <laughs> trying to make it fit. No, no, I'm to, not. I'm not trying to make it fit. You're trying to put put that square hole, uh, squ- the uh, square peg in the round hole. No, I'm not trying to dance around making it fit. I'm trying to just say like we don't know all the facts yet. Hopefully, a lot of it comes forward. And the only way it's going to happen is if there's people that are trying to discover the truth who aren't biased themselves. I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna happen. All I know it is that there's gonna be a lot of people, a Guess lot of what? a lot of people who are not gonna get justice. Guess what? It, that's already happening every single day, and we don't care. No, but we need to care. I get to definitely agree. We, but guess what? It's all happening. It has been happening, and people have fucking not cared. The reason that they care right now is because it's interesting and it's on TV all day, and, and it's, Trump. it's high profile, and you know these big names are involved. But that shit. <laughs> Human trafficking is one of the biggest industries in the fucking world. Right. It's a multi-trillion dollar business. Mm-hmm. It happens all over the world all the time. When do you hear about it on the fucking news? Oh, when Epstein did it. Then fucking Robert Kraft, the fucking yeah. owner of the Patriots. He's so fucking it's gross. The, it's the thing is, is like, justice is... He was on camera getting a handy and sure. paying a girl and sure. still denying it. Oh, no, that wasn't for that. I didn't give her the money for that. We're in, you know, <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> if you deny it, it didn't happen. That's the way, that's the way we're kind of, you know, things are shaping up around here. I guess. So, uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you, you can't trust humans. You have to trust the evidence that humans leave behind. Right, right. Well, ho- more, more will be revealed, as I like to always think. Yeah. It, hopefully, like hopefully we. Uh, but here, let, let's just put it this way: we see his whole infrastructure. What if, what if nothing collapse? comes of anything? We don't. This is the most information we're going to get out of it. What happens? Sad day. It's sure. going to be very sad. But guess I mean, what? What happened? Nothing. Shit happens, man. <laughs> Life's like this. It ain't. It ain't shit happens it, to it, a tra- sex trafficking ring that's yep. been led. F- shit happens. But at least it's you know hypothetically, hopefully he finished. Like that's the, the silver lining in this whole thing is he got caught, A, got put away, kind of, 
and then supposedly kind of stopped. And then supposedly now but it's dead. I don't, so. But I don't think I don't I don't think something this big and this elaborate just goes away. Just, the I'm next man not, up. Not, not not this manifestation of it, but it's probably more. Fucking El Chapo else. went to jail multiple times and his operation didn't stop. But that doesn't mean everyone every other scenario is like exactly the same. Individual case by case basis. Right, but I just it's too much money. There's too sure. much there's too much money just to there's too much money stop because one guy is the wrong hands and it always has been that way. So the trick is, is, is you can't fix the past. You can try to figure out the present to remedy the future. Right. So we got to take this lesson like, all right, all these women have been fucking complaining about this motherfucker. It's been known in circles that the guy likes young girls. That guy should have been arrested in the fucking, seven, uh, fucking 80s when Trump was like the yeah. playboy. Right? Yeah, yeah. That should, should not have ever gone as far as it did. But the reason it did is because he could get away with it because he was rich and powerful. And back in the 80s, if you had money and success, you were untouchable. That's all you need. That is all you Because we didn't have the internet back then. We had fucking, you know. Newspapers we had, and magazines. Uh, and... Uh, e! Entertainment going to Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago uh, with the, all the Playboy bunnies and him dancing around like a weirdo. And then <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein shows up to fucking oogle some fucking teenage college girls. Like, <laughs> but that was, like, when that aired on, on uh, Entertainment Tonight or whatever the fuck it was, mm-hmm. oh, look at that, they're having fun. No one thought ill of that at the time. But hindsight is 2020 when but you then know you see, facts. But then you see fucking 14-year-old girls prancing around and you don't think nothing of it. Well, it was, they were um, uh, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, so. But either way. Either way, I guess. Just the facts, man. Man, thank I you try, for thank you to, for coming on, man. <laughs> I try to bring uh, facts, not feelings. Yeah, I try to, and and, I, and I'm always all ears. Like, I'm it's thinking, it. I'm thinking differently about this Epstein stuff. It's just hard to to just. It's also easy to get n- caught up in the in the in the in the hype. Yeah, I try not to. Hype's a powerful thing. Peer pressure is a powerful thing. It's like it's like I don't even know where to go for news. Well, like the, you tri- gotta, the trick is is knowing the bias of the people giving you the news, watching a lot of news, and pulling the the best of, you can out of all of it. But even then, you're not ever like fully like informed. You'll never know. You'll never know anything fully. You just gotta take the best evidence you can, and also know that you could be wrong. Facts, not feelings, guys. Facts don't care about your feelings, guys. Fuck feelings. Right. Um, this has been another uh, edition of Good Word is the Podcast, episode number 47, 6? It's 47, I think. 47. Oh, my God. We're, we're, we're racking up. We're almost at 50, man. I think that's a milestone in itself. Um, we'll have to do something for that, for sure, for sure. Yeah, 50 um, Yeah, we have to do we'll something. We'll do it without Jay again. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Right, right. But anyways, uh, this has been another edition of Good Word is the Podcast. Jay will be back um, for the next episode. Again, thanks again, Nate. No problem. Absolutely, man. Just uh, be well. Keep swinging. And uh, facts not feelings. Facts not feelings. Fuck your feelings. (laughs) Peace.